Hello, hello, hello. We are back again. Boy, it's been a while. This is Michelle and Eddie. We are here to pick your brains about pickles. Of course, I'm going to say that several times. He thinks I'm crazy, but I got to talk about pickles tonight. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> pickles are a big part of my life, and I'll tell you why. I know you're going to wait for that. I'm going to wait till the very end to discuss pickles, but you can count on that. Okay, this I, is... I don't understand it, but that's okay. Okay, well, you will soon, I promise. <laughs> okay, we are back. It's been... We had a hiatus. We... Between work... Um, I travel for my day job, my breadwinning job, not my fun job like this. Um, Eddie here, he works in healthcare when he's not doing podcasts with me. So needless to say, we've been pretty busy. Um, it's been tough for everyone. I know we have been kind of staying home as much as we can and staying safe. And I hope you guys are too, but we are back. We're going to try to do these bi-weekly now because we really miss doing it. Um... Lots of our time, we have watched some good shows while we've been home. We sure have, yeah. Um, tell you what, the mains for year, for not well, for last year, I don't know when it came out. Um, Cobra Kai. Okay, it came on YouTube Red. Um, I had no interest in watching it because the main guy was Johnny Lawrence, and I didn't like him in The Riddle Karate Kid. And <laughs> first of all, I didn't have YouTube Red, and... I have We've got enough streaming streaming services that... and I was not going to pay for YouTube Red. Okay, so one night we're sitting getting ready to find something to watch on Netflix and boom, Cobra Kai is um they're advertising like they had I had no idea Netflix had even picked it up. And of course I watched it. He Eddie, he weren't you weren't real keen on watching it at first, not were at first, you? No. Okay. Well, anyways, he's gone a lot for work, and I was home, like I have been a lot lately, and I said, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to try it. Okay, I watched the whole first season in two evenings. <laughs> I couldn't quit. No housework got done. I'm surprised the kids got fed. Um, I did, I think, shower, maybe. I don't know, but, okay, if there's any reservations. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. If you've ever had any reservations, do you think, oh, ugh, you know, I don't know. Like, that's what I thought. Okay, don't wait any longer. We're going to tell you right now, we have been waiting to talk about this. This is what got us started doing another podcast. Watching Cobra Kai is what jumped us in gear. Yes, because we kind of delved deep into the whole, yes. the fandom surrounding it, all of the the predictions about the upcoming yes, seasons. We and... have watched blooper reels. We've watched outtakes. Um, once we binge watched the first two seasons, we had to find anything else we could watch about it. We wouldn't, we wouldn't want we it to felt, be over. I kind of felt empty after yes. we finished watching it. <laughs> so, um, okay. Spoiler alert. If you have not watched it, do not listen any further. Okay, next week's episode, we're not even going to talk about Cobra Kai, but this one, we are going to talk about all of it, the guts of it, the brain, and we're just going to talk about everything tonight, so kindly stop right now, turn us off, and come back in two weeks for our next one, but if you want to, if you big Cobra Kai fans like we are, stay tuned, and we are going to go at it here in just a few minutes. All right.
So before we get into discussing all of the Cobra Kai... And pickles. And p- pickles. Okay, whatever. But anyway, before we get into all of that, I figure we take some time to talk about some other stuff that's been going on briefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, first of all, one thing that's irritating me is all these movies that have been... They've been shot. I want to watch them. Yes, absolutely. Them. Okay, instead, they'll do like... I want them to say, you know, we will release this at a later date. Okay, now they're setting them back to 2022. That's really supre- that's really depressing me. It's really depressing me. They need to quit giving dates and making me... Um, like, there's Saints of Newark. Okay, we're big Sopranos fans also. Yeah. We have, we've also watched those. Um, Eddie's from Northeast and he um, from the area. And we've watched The Sopranos a lot. And this is the... I don't know. It's the beginnings of Tony Soprano and how he grew up and how he got to be mob boss. And that movie is just like sitting around waiting to be released. I've been waiting on that thing for a long time. It was in right. They had done editing right, right before the yeah. pandemic, right before they shut everything down. So our local movie theater is closing indefinitely because they can't keep it open because there's no movies to... Yeah. I mean, we've got a real small local one that's staying afloat showing retro movies. And that's nice. But the, all the big fancy ones can't do that. They can't stay as close showing $5 retro yeah. movies. We we so. missed, actually missed out. We had bought tickets for, what was it, Weird Science Weird back Science. in March. And right as all of this was starting to flare up and we ended up uh, not getting to go. I know. Uh, and that's the movie that I fell in love with, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> you know, that's a little fact that most people don't care to know but i think yeah he was in that's one of his very first little cameo <laughs> roles you know i'm sure he's it's not one of his major ones that he talks about a lot but um yeah it's just um it's a real hard time right now and the movies entertainment um you know they're showing concerts at our drive-in you gotta pay you can pay like a for instance garth brooks not too long ago pay $100 for a car to go sit and watch Garth Brooks on the drive-in yeah. screen. And several of the artists are doing that. And the drive-ins fill up, you know? And actually, I've noticed a lot of the artists that I follow, especially the smaller bands, maybe the more metal bands and all that, um, have been doing online concerts. Mm-hmm. Where they'll just get online and they'll play a few songs for their fans, mm-hmm. um, put it on YouTube or whatever, um, which is, you know, that's, that's neat. I mean, not, not everybody can afford... Hundred dollar ticket to a drive-in. And then we probably could have afforded it, but I don't really. I don't feel like it would be worth the money. Well, Garth you know? Brooks isn't worth a hundred dollars. Well, me. I'm sorry. Okay. That being said, if it was anyone, no artist probably would I have paid a hundred dollars to go sit in my car and watch him on a screen. <laughs> you know. Now back in the day in the eighties, I remember sitting front row with in the Corey Hart concert, sunglasses at night, his sweat flung on me. <laughs> Okay, I had Corey Hart sweat. I didn't want to take a shower for two days. His sweat flung all over my face. That's really super gross right now. But I was totally, I about fainted. I really did. (laughs) That's something not many people know either. So, yeah, um, I don't know. Eddie? Well, let's talk about the other big news that just came out uh, yesterday. The passing of Eddie Van Halen. Oh, gosh. That was uh, came as a shock to me. I mean, I knew he had been battling cancer for a number of years, but it was really 
kind of really unexpected news. One of my coworkers yesterday, I happened to say, hey, oh my gosh, we, Eddie Van Halen died. Yeah, well, um, I actually saw Van Halen Monsters of Rock oh, wow. at Arrowhead Stadium back in the 80s. And so, You know, Van Halen, Eddie, and the entire group are one of those bands I think that a lot of people don't necessarily realize that they sort of laid the framework with their first album that came out, I believe it was 78 when it came out. They sort of laid the framework for a lot of the hard rock that came out in the 80s. I mean, it's no doubt they influenced a lot of the hair metal bands from that era. Mm -hmm. If you listen to the types of rhythms that he played and the types of solos he played, they really get influenced that genre a lot without being part of it. Mm -hmm. um, 5150, like, I think I wore the letters <laughs> off of that in the cassette tape, you know, it just stayed, yeah. I just was one of my favorites. I'd have to say my favorite actually is Fair Warning. That album, a lot of people don't feel it's their best, but it's got a lot of awesome songs like Unchained, Mean Streets. Oh, you ate one too? That's not one of my favorites. I, I like the title. Well, it's a funny name. Oh, yeah. you ate yeah, one too? Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know what? I just, <laughs> one of my friends posted on Facebook, a girl I went to this concert with, one of the ticket stubs from where I went to Monsters of Rock, July 10th, 1988, 1 30 p.m. There was Dawkins, um, let's see, Van Halen. I forget who else was there but keep in mind the ticket for this was 25 dollars okay this was wow. a stadium show with like six bands okay it's been okay too many too many years and i can't remember but um i know dawkin and van halen are two of them there but 25 dollars for this stadium show i was there all day they had fire hoses um cooling us all off because it was so hot <laughs> Literally like 110 degrees that day, July 10th, 1988, on a Sunday. Wow. I snuck there. Um, my parents didn't even know I was going. Thought I was going to the lake with a friend's family, and that way I came home sunburned. They had no. They thought I got sunburned at the lake. You also saw Metallica. Yes. Well, Van Halen was my one that I really wanted to see. That was the main oh, reason yes, why absolutely. I wanted to go. You know. Um, Anyways, I will post this ticket stub on Twitter because I'm really proud of it. I don't have my original one. My friend Angie, though, had this ticket stub. It's the same one I went to. So I will post that so you can see it. $25, Eddie. I know. Think about how that would that'd be a $300 ticket right now to see a bunch of bands like yeah. that at a stadium. You know? I'm sorry I'm yelling now. It was a real exciting day for me. That was a good show. $25, I think that would wouldn't even cover some club shows for like maybe an indie band or a bigger no. sort of independent band. Probably $25 for one beer nowadays or something like that, you know? I mean, that's a little... Or you might be able to get three for that. Exaggerated, price. but yeah. I mean, it's $10 a beer at Arrowhead Stadium. I don't know. I, I have not been to a big concert since the 90s. I'm not a... I'll be honest, I love watching bands play live, but I'm not a big fan of going to arenas and, and things like that. It's just, <clears throat> I'd rather see a band in a smaller venue, a club. You know, oh, no. unfortunately, we used to have a local venue a couple towns away that used to host all sorts of concerts there. And I remember when I, I actually got it as a graduation present from one of my friends. He got me 
and hand tickets to go see Megadeth at this uh, at this convention center mm-hmm. that was just you know just in our close to our town. I would have walked across and, the street to see Megadeth, but well, you know, we had you know, different taste of music back then. So I also got to see Corn before they were like huge. Um, in Fear Factory, which is another one of my favorite bands of all time. I got to see Cheap Trick when they were opening up for John Waite. That was my very first concert ever. Wow. Um, and then later on, I saw Cheap Trick and Femme Fatale opened up for them. <laughs> A bunch of girls with um, shorts going halfway up their butt and real long hair and makeup's all I remember. But yeah, I remember their name though, Femme Fatale. I don't know what ever happened to them, but. No, there was a local um, an auditorium around us, and we had, back in the 80s, I saw Joan Jett there, um, Richard March, John Caffrey, the Beaver Brown Band. I saw, um, let's see, Striper, um, Cheap Trick several times, um, Corey Hart, R- Richard Marks. Um, yeah, and that's just to name a few. I yeah. Mean, that was... I mean, tickets were probably 20 bucks and we would just go all the time, you know, and just can't do that anymore. I mean, it was a small, pretty small. It's fairly small. You could sit anywhere in the place and get good um, seats. I think maybe a thousand. Yeah, I never had a bad seat. I saw Aria Speedwagon there. That's literally one of the best concerts I went to because I could sit there. They just sang hit songs, you know, that was just. Yeah, times have changed. I'm feeling pretty old right now. I know. Think about it. You know, I actually went and saw Lollapalooza 94 that had the the Smashing Pumpkins, uh, L7, George Clinton, the P-Funk All-Stars. Oh, gosh, I can't. I can't remember who was on that. That one one was really good, except I had heat exhaustion that day and passed out. (laughs) Was it heat drunk exhaustion? No, no. I was 18 at the time, and I was being a good boy. Oh, okay. Well, I was... um... I was 17, I went to Monsters of Rock, and I think I passed out from more than just heat. <laughs> so, I know my mom and dad won't listen to this, so that's fine. So, <laughs> you know, I think I may have even told them by now, but they, they shook their head in later years, and I divulged yeah. all, of my, all of my antics. But, all right, well, we are going to take a little break, and we will be back soon with some... Kung Fu Fighting Karate Kid Cobra Kai news. He's rolling his eyes at me, so we'll talk to you in a minute. And really, there's not going to be a break. You're just going to, we're just going to go right into it. We're going to take a break. While yes, we're, we're going this. to take a break. You don't get a break, but we're taking a break. Hey guys, we are back. I know you didn't take a break, but we did. We are back here at our in the studio and it is cobra kai time so once again i don't want any haters or any comments please please turn it off right now if you've not watched the series yes we will be spoiling everything every single thing about it, it. <laughs> but if you have watched it you're going to want to listen because if you're just you'll be just excited about it as we are um anyway so turn it off Come back for next time. We won't talk about Cobra Kai at all. we got all kinds of other stuff we want to talk about. So here we go. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai mode. One last chance. Okay. 
I think everyone that is here right now wants to hear us talk about Cobra Kai. And if Kai. they're still here and they haven't seen it, it's their problem. That's right. I gave them fair warning. So, <laughs> okay. 1984 All-Valley Karate Tournament. There was the finals who ended up with Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence. Right, Johnny yep. Lawrence was the, um, Cobra Kai. He was their main, their top the student. Best, his best student. Sensei Chris. Okay, then you had Daniel's son, Daniel LaRusso, Mr. Miyagi's protege. Okay, they were in the finals, and Cobra Kai picks up 30 years later, where they are rivals. Okay. Still rivals. Still rivals. You know, uh, they've always been rivals. Um, And one of the premises I've heard and people talk about is that Cobra Kai, of course, is told from the perspective of Johnny. Mm Mm-hmm. As opposed to the Karate Kid movies, which were told from the perspective right. of Daniel LaRusso. And I've read quite a few things. Um, we don't think that Cobra Kai would have been near as popular if they hadn't have gotten yes. Ralph Macchio on board. Okay. They went to uh, William Zabka first. Uh-huh. And he was on board because he he thought about it ever since it ended. Yeah. You know, Um but um, and once Ralph Macchio found out William Zabka was signed, you know, he was, he was there. And he also wanted to make, he also had some, he wanted to make sure they kept Mr. Miyagi's um, character alive. And once Daniel, yeah, I'm, I'm going to call him Daniel, because he's Daniel. <laughs> once Ralph Macchio um, read the script and knew how, what they were going, had planned, um, he felt like it was something he wanted to be a part yeah. of also, you know, um, and it just, um, it goes from there. Yeah. I think, honestly, I think they did a really good job with the story. They just didn't make it one big nostalgia fest. You know, it's not a bunch of, you know, there are some eighties references in there. Obviously. <laughs> no, there's one there's... great big, um, giant blonde haired eighties. Well, yes, absolutely. Movie. Um, you're talking, he's got, okay, Johnny, he has his, he's holding on as tight as he can to his firebird. He's got his 80s band shirts. He watches Iron Eagle. He listens to the music. Um, yeah. You know, he is stuck in the 80s. Oh, absolutely. You know, he's a big, he's a big hot mess. You know, his life is, he's like a handyman for the rich and faint, you know, the yeah. elite. And he does, he's not good at his job, but he knows it. And he's like borderline alcoholic to me. Yeah. I mean, his bank, yeah. the banquet beers are flying right and left, double fisting them almost. And um, he's pretty much at rock bottom. That's yeah. what they make you think, you know. I don't know. I think they've handled the story. The story they've come up with is really good because mm-hmm. they're not just, it's not just picking up where they left off. They've made the story much more complex. Yes, they have. You know, the original Karate Kid, if you just follow the way it was written, it was, you know, Johnny was the bad guy and Cobra Kai, they were the bad guys. <clears throat> Mr. Miyagi and Daniel were the good guys. Mm-hmm. And if you look back on it, and this is kind of the point that the whole series is written from, is that all of the instances where Daniel got beat up by Johnny, Daniel provoked a lot of those situations. Yeah, I felt like deep down I had all these feelings throughout this series that Daniel was kind of... He was the instigator. Yeah. You know, he was like a bully. He was kind of being the bully. Yeah. And um, and what kind of bothered me also is 
I liked um, Johnny Lawrence in this. You know, from a woman's point of view, and I don't like blondes. You know, I've never thought blonde-headed men are attractive, you know. Eddie's got brown hair. You know, I love, you know, I like Eddie's a little <laughs> bit of gray mixed in nowadays, but you know, um, I've never thought blonde, I've never been attracted to blondes, but I'll tell you what, any girl listening to this right now, you're going to, don't tell me you didn't think Johnny Lawrence, not just his looks, but his whole persona in this, yes, you know, yeah. taking Miguel under his wing and just, Eps, yeah. he was getting, he's slowly getting his life back and these kids, these misfit kids he was finding, he was, yeah. they were kind of helping him as um, he was helping them. You know, exactly, it was kind yeah. of a give and take He was helping thing. give them some sort of self-esteem yes. and all that. And they were kind of helping pull him up out of his rut that he had been in for a number of years. You know, I think that, <clears throat> this, like I said, the story is really, really complex because you see them almost an entire role reversal. You go from Johnny being the rich kid and popular Daniel basically being a, you know, working, coming from a working class family, single parent family. And ultimately you find out that, yeah, he was rich. Johnny was rich, but he didn't have a, good a home, miserable, miserable home life, yes, uh, which has touched, you know, touched on and it, the I show. I think that's one reason that made me even love him more. Yeah. You know, I just confess my love to him. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, um, that's one thing that makes you be more on his side, you know. Um, I wouldn't say Daniel was the villain in this, but he was just, he turned into the privileged one, you know. Yeah. The, and he also, he also comes off as a hothead. Yeah. There's a lot of times where he just makes things worse by going in and automatically saying, oh, it's Cobra Kai. It's bad. It's bad. If he would listen to what Johnny was saying or kind of look into the situation no, deeper, right. he might have some understanding of it, but he never does. He, he just, was just brainwashed. I'm going to get Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai this, exactly. Cobra Kai that, you know. He still holds that grudge yes. and that over. Even though he came out victorious, he still holds that animosity towards them, you know, 30, what, 35 years later. And he's still banking off of it. Larissa yeah. Motors, you know. Yeah. Kicking the competition, the bonsai trees. I mean, he's still yeah. profiting off of his win back at the 1984 All Valley Championship, yeah. you yeah. know? And that's another thing that was fueling the fire to begin with with Johnny because remember the big um, male part that was painted on the billboard? <laughs> oh, you yes. Know, and his drunkenness of banquet <laughs> beer. I mean, that was, you know, he was jealous, you know, he had every, he had nothing, you know, and, um, yeah. And two, also all the kids and the other characters in the movie, especially the kids, it's, they're all, they're all complex characters. They're all mm -hmm. going through the same sort of give and take. On one hand, you have, you know, Johnny was taught this ruthless, very aggressive, offensive form of karate, you know, the Cobra Kai motto, mm -hmm. strike hard, strike first, no mercy, which you know, kind of goes against the whole ethos of karate, really, to begin with. It's supposed to be for self-defense, as Mr. Miyagi taught. But he starts to see that, yeah, this is what I learned, but it's kind of destructive. And then as we will probably discuss this here in a bit, but as another character from the past is introduced, complicates this whole, mm -hmm. this whole thing. And it really ruined it for me, but they needed him. They did. It's kind of, you know, um, 
the end of season one, um, Sensei Kreese comes back. Yes. Yeah. That was a, they, I love the way they introduced him in that episode. Yeah. When he, they brought him on, they brought him on board at the beginning of the series. Yeah. When they told him he wasn't getting to come in until he was going to finish off season one, he was so disappointed that he had to wait 10 episodes to come into (laughs) it. He was very, very excited about doing it. He's such a nice guy in real life. All the interviews we've watched. Yes, absolutely. He's a very good actor because, um, yeah, he's just really good. And I'll tell you right now, all the kids that Johnny's taken under his wing, you know, you've got Aisha. Yeah. Um, she was being bullied at school, you know. Um, Same thing with um, Hawk. Hawk. Um, Dimitri. Okay, i tell you what. I'm going to get me a Team Dimitri <laughs> t-shirt. Okay, you got to tell, you know, you got to love Dimitri. He's just, um, I think he's just my favorite of the I mean, he's, I love him to pieces. I just yeah, he's and at the end, his epic, his epic moves at the end. Anyways, we can that's kind of jumping ahead. But I just love Dimitri. We start talking about the kids, but <laughs> anyways, did you say um, Hawk and oh, we need to talk about um, Johnny's son. Johnny's son, yes. He plays a very yeah. big part in this. Yeah, we can't forget him. <clears throat> so yeah. where do we want to jump in with kind of the parts that we really, parts of the season we liked in the first season? Oh my gosh. Um, one of my favorite parts of the first season is when um, Hawk transforms himself. Oh gosh, yes. That into was... Hawk. Yes. You know, um, he plays a very good um character yeah he started out as very you know very quiet very reserved and because you know he got bullied because of he had hair lip Mm -hmm. and had surgery and has a really kind of bad scar and he was made fun of by the other kids and um so he was very withdrawn and all that and once he got into karate and he he comes reinvents himself into this badass basically yeah, his name is Jake, <laughs> jacob bertrand he's a good little actor and i guess didn't you say he had some he's one of the few that had some one of the karate background had some background in karate when they started um wasn't him and um him and um gosh what i forget what I was johnny's him. son's name um uh, let's see robbie robbie that's it that's okay a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Robbie, I guess, in real life, he had some um, Tanner, let's see, Tanner Bachman. Buchanan? Tanner Buchanan. They're your notes. I know, I can't read my own writing. <laughs> Tanner Buchanan, he had some karate background, yes. too, where the others, they just worked with stunt coordinators yeah. over and over and t- basically taught them how. Taught them all um, those moves, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's just really incredible. <clears throat> the first season, the, every the two seasons, if you watch them, you know they sort of follow almost predictable pattern. There's your episodes leading up to sort of what would be, if it was a broadcast show like, you know, The Walking Dead, they always have the mm-hmm. mid-season finale. Every season, so for the two seasons of Cobra Kai, the mid-season finale is always a pivotal fight, mm-hmm. typically. Season one had the fight in the lunchroom huh. between between Miguel and Kyler and uh-huh. his 
buddies. Oh, Kyler, yeah. That was an amazing, that that was a neat fight. That put Miguel on the map. And that put Cobra Kai back on the map, Yeah, too. and it won um, Miguel the girl. Yes. Okay, Sam, Daniel's daughter. Daniel's daughter. Um, she had been wronged by Kyler, you know. Yeah. And when he defended her in that lunchroom, you know, we knew right then it was it. Yeah. You know, she had, um, yeah, her hero, her, her hero yeah. saved the day right there. But, um, yeah, I forgot about Kyler. I don't like him either. <laughs> well, he's nothing now. I mean, he's after, nothing he, now. after, yeah. after that happened, they put him in his place. I don't even think you see him in season two. I don't think you do either. But then again, season two was mostly what was going on in the summer. Really, mm -hmm. there wasn't uh, much of the school year. Oh, in there. Season two took a real, um, you know, there's some Tori. I didn't like her. Yeah. You know, I know they had to bring her in. They had to have like a protagonist. I didn't like her character one bit. Yeah. You know, and she was a Disney Channel star. She yeah. Was, and I loved her on Disney Channel, but I despised her in this. I just wanted her to go well, she's away. She did a good job. She's a very good actress because I couldn't stand her. Yeah. You know, and I always liked her as an actress before. I don't like her one bit. Um, if you're, if you, I don't think she'll ever listen to our little <laughs> podcast. But if you do, it's not personal. I'm sure you're a great person in real life. But I don't like your character. That so means you're a good actress. So, clap. Good for you. But. Um, yeah, she needed to be there, and um, Miguel needed to, you know, yeah. it's, there's just some, I don't even know where to, we need, should we break, maybe we should have broke this up into two episodes, there's so much. I don't know, we still, well, you know, I you mean. Know, and Johnny's car. Oh, yeah. Remember what happened to the car, he gets the coolest car ever. Yes, the, uh, the, chal the, the Challenger. The Challenger, yes, and it's. Um, he gets it all decked out in Cobra Kai themed yes. stuff. And as far as season two, um, Sensei Crease, he ends up, Johnny ends up, he comes in saying he's staying at the Hilton or something and yeah. finds out he's staying in a homeless shelter. He's, I guess maybe in season three, we've heard they're going to kind of get into his backstory a little more. It's quite possible. But yeah. he was um, listening to, I mean, he's living in a homeless shelter and Johnny felt sorry for him and let him, let him kind of take the reins, you know, yeah. um, because he had to go out of town for um, one of the one of his Cobra Kai, um, one of his old Cobra Kai buddies was fighting cancer, yeah. and um, so John went out of town for a few days. Let Sensei Crease take over, and that's kind of when things start turning for the exactly. worse. You know, the kids started they started getting more evil, and these evil these not evil, but these thoughts of how Cobra Kai used to be. You know, yeah, and, and I uh, think that's been one of the that whole give and take on the, on the story has been one of sort of the running themes in the series. Like, you know, we talked about earlier how Johnny starts out just using what he learned from back in the day as sort of a starting point and is trying to teach the kids this. And then he starts realizing, well, maybe, maybe this isn't the mm -hmm. right thing. Maybe we do need to fight show, with honor. Show as some he mercy. Says. Yeah. Show some mercy. Or fight of, with honor. Yes. You fight know. with honor. You know, um, it's one thing to show no mercy and if you're in a life or death situation, mm -hmm. um, it's another thing when you're fighting in a tournament, right? You know, definitely. Um, and I think that was that the final, the final episode of season one was sort of that pivotal point that sets everything up in season two, of course, but you see that happen where Johnny ends up scalding Miguel and Hawk for doing kind of what he can thought felt were 
dirty moves in the in the in the mm-hmm. karate tournament. Yes. Um, the All Valley Karate Tournament. Just you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I you see that, and then you see individual characters sort of going through these things, kind of troubled by what they feel is right, possibly or or just they're having some sort of moral dilemma mm-hmm. between the Cobra Kai philosophy and I guess real life. Right. You know, we see that and we see that on both sides of the thing is one thing we we haven't mentioned though is that Johnny's son Robbie ends up working for Daniel LaRusso and starts training with him, learning karate. Yes. And that sort of creates this whole other dynamic that's going on. Oh my gosh, that's big in season two. Yes, very big. Miyagi Do, Miyagi Do Karate. Yes. Daniel starts his own dojo in in Mr. Miyagi's old pad. I mean, yes. his house. He has the cars, the cars out there. The yellow banana, they called it. Um, yeah, he starts his own dojo. Now, at first, granted, he only has two students: his Johnny Lawrence's son. Robbie and his daughter Sam. This is only two students, and then he starts getting filtered in a few students from Cobra Kai who are disillusioned with the way things are going at Cobra Kai. And I don't know how to describe Dimitri, but Dimitri ends up training (laughs) under Johnny. And I'm going to get me a Team Dimitri T-shirt. I think I've got a no. Well, he starts training under Johnny, but he gets actually he goes in and gets punched in the face by Crease. Crease, he does. Yes. (laughs) Because he goes in trying to correct him and tell him his tattoo was designed wrong and stuff. So um, it's so then he ends up going after a while. Finally goes over and joins up with Daniel's dojo. And he's like a lost cause. And Daniel tries not to lose patience with. But him. he did. You know, one of the episode, one of the things I really liked. They were doing the training where they were training out in the heat, and then they went into the freezer and were training. And you know, Daniel kind of hits it right on the. On the head, he says, uh, you know, Dimitri, you're the most neurotic person I know. You're very aware of your surroundings and what's going on. Use that to your advantage. Mm-hmm. And I think you finally, he's kind of one of those examples in the show of somebody who, some people are fast learners, obviously Miguel uh-huh. and Aisha and Hawk and a lot of those kids, they jump right on and get it mm-hmm. initially. Dimitri's just... It's not his thing. It's he's out of his element. Yes. You know, he's He was like a sleeping giant though. He was retaining more than he thought. Exactly. And exactly. he had no confidence in himself. He had no faith in himself. But came right down to it and he was faced with But that sounds like somebody else that Daniel from the first yes. movie. Uh-huh. He had done the whole wax on, wax off and the mm-hmm. sanding and everything, painted the fence and thought this is useless. I haven't learned anything. Yeah, and Dimitri and the da- Dimitri Daniel thing were kind of the same if you think about it. Yes. I never really thought about that. Exactly. Yeah. And it's funny how they <clears throat> they make references to the old movies. Like one of my favorites is in the final episode of season one where Robbie's injured in the fight and they go into the locker room mm-hmm. and uh, he's, you know, like, Oh, I'm not going to be able to finish this fight. And Daniel puts his hands together and starts rubbing them. And yeah. he goes medic. Yeah. I just thought that yeah. was, that was hilarious. And Dimitri sees through in one of the episodes, Dimitri completely sees through the whole, he goes, we are going to have me do all these ta- these chores that are going to teach me the basic karate moves. Mm-hmm. It's like he saw right through yeah, that. Yeah, he did. He was, a, <laughs> he was a thinker. Yeah. Now, the other one of the other cool things is there's several moments throughout the series where Johnny 
and Daniel meet up for whatever reason. And they end up sort of realizing that they're a lot alike, more alike than they probably realize. They like the same music. That was that was I pretty... loved those scenes. Like the bar scene with the scene when they're in the car listening to the music. music. <laughs> you know, they're kind of bobbing their head in the eighties music. I mean yeah. they keep having all them putting them together quite a few times yes. and you could tell they I think they'd be good friends if they would I think just... so if they could get over their yeah. animosity. And I think this would be a perfect time to kind of start segueing into predictions for season three. I think season three, I believe. Okay, first of all, let's talk about how season two ended. So, yes, season two ended with the best, hands down, the best fight so far in the series. Yes. The fight in the school between the Cobra Kai kids and the uh, Miyagi-Do I don't even know how to describe it to you. It was amazing. And Tori played a big part in this. Yes, Tori yeah. instigated this whole thing. It yeah, was... and I tell you what, I never, I didn't like her character, but when she popped up on the intercom in the school, that was like one of the most epic moments. Yes, she calls two. him out. And then you see Miguel and um, Robbie running, running. <laughs> different sides of the school because they know what's going to happen. And you see they know Tori stuff's about and to go down. Tori and Sam just like marching down the halls towards each other. It's like. I had goosebumps watching yes, it. They I built that up. You really were good. at work. I was standing up. At, I was standing <laughs> up in the room watching this, and this is happening, you know. And um, and at the, it's. I don't know. How, there's no way to describe no, the fight. No, it's it's an um, epic, epic. The fight. choreography of this fight and everything, and the effects, and these the kids did, yeah. and these kids did most of their stunts, yeah. you know. And Sam even said that on. Um, one of the interviews that she actually got hurt yeah. in one of the fights and she had had some physical therapy. She was getting into it so much. It wasn't anyone's fault, but she kind of went a little overboard, got a little overzealous at one point, but she's the only one that got hurt in season one, and yeah. season two. And, um, and at the end, like I said, this is a spoiler, but by now you have spoiled everything for you anyway. <laughs> um, and at the end, Miguel has a choice. Um, He's faced with finishing off Robbie or showing mercy. You know, he had um, Johnny's voice in his head, yeah. you know, and he let Robbie go. You know, he could have finished him off right then. He let Robbie up and then Robbie ended up. Took another shot took at another him. Took another shot at him and we don't know. We're pretty sure he makes it to season three. Yeah. Because I've seen him in interviews and stuff. But, but you was... don't know. It ends with him fighting for his life in the yes. hospital. And, um, yeah, and that plays into the fact that the very last scene of the movie, when Johnny goes back into his dojo, yes. he's all drunk. Let's talk about before he gets to the dojo. He's on the beach. He's sitting on the beach drinking a banquet beer. Well, that's after. That is after he goes to the dojo. Oh, after with yes. the phone. So I'm wanting to jump to the phone. Yes, you want to jump to the phone. I okay, know I want to yes, jump to the phone. I know that's why I'm getting that, but... Anyways, he goes to the dojo. He is um, upset. He goes to unlock the door of the dojo. That's after he left the hospital. Yes, yeah. And the door's already unlocked. Well, he goes into the dojo, puts his keys down. He hears noises in the back, like chanting, like there's a class going on. Yeah. You know, he's very confused. He gets back there, and Sensei Kreese is back there with Aisha and Tori and Hawk. Yeah. You know, they're all, he's back there with all of, Kreese is back there with all of his, um, 
students and informs him that the dojo is his now. Yes. You know. Um, so we we start basically back at square one for the start of season three. Right. Everybody is broken again. Everybody's broken. You know, he's lost his dojo because throughout season one and season two, his little arch nemesis landlord always. Yeah. It reiterated that, hey, we're di- we did this lease on a handshake because you had well, bad credit. And let's not forget Daniel even tried to get the rent raised, you know. But he never did. Yeah. You know, he did. Yeah. and But he was just done on a handshake. And because of that, um, he, be- he lost the lost dojo, it. you know. Um, and when he he tries to walk towards Crease to get mad at him or, you know, yeah. he's angry. Yeah. And when he walks towards Crease, all of his former students, by then they're former students, they like little soldiers, they move in to protect Crease from John. Yes. Crease has already brainwashed these kids. Yes. You know? And that's how it ends with the dojo, you know? And that's how it ends there with, that's the last time you see Johnny with his students. Yeah. Well, then we then we go to the scene on the beach where yes. he's drinking his drinking his banquet beer and he's really just down. I mean, he's he's down and out and broken again. He's back to where he was when he started the series started, mm-hmm. and he throws his phone and, and he throws, throws his keys in the car and he throws his beer against the car. Yes, throws the keys in the car, leaves the car. Throws his phone on the beach. Now, let's take a minute to realize it goes back and shows the phone on the beach after he's already walked away. It says there's a friend request from Allie Mills Showwater or something like that. It's, what's her name? Show? I can't remember. Oh, gosh. I, I forget. Remember. But anyways, it's his old girlfriend, Allie. Yes. Or he'd accidentally sent her a friend request on Facebook. Yes. And um, he's, that's another thing. He's been totally trying to get it. And at oh, one with the internet through the whole show that that's phones, a whole that's a whole other the phones thing. and technology with John. <clears throat> one of my totally... favorite scenes from the internet from the internet i just kind of screwed the whole thing up one of my favorite scenes from the show is where one of the kids had done something like something for social media and he just is walking back to his office and throws his arms up and goes send it to the internet yeah yeah <laughs> So, um, anyways, he throws the phone. We don't know if he goes back to get the phone, but he's got a friend request from Allie. Yeah. You know, and the predictions are, you know, it says she is a pediatric surgeon. It mentions that halfway through. And so we're thinking, mate, we have seen, I've read that she has been seen on set um, filming season three. Uh, We don't know how... um, We don't know how um, how she's going to play into how she's going to play into it. Um, so we will have to see how that works out. Yeah. So we will. I just hope because I'm a romantic at heart, and I want them, <laughs> I want her back with someone because she's adorable. So. Yeah. So I guess now we probably need to wrap this up. We talked almost 30 minutes about Cobra Kai. I know. <laughs> yeah. we'll, probably ta- we'll probably talk about it when we're done. Probably. In fact, I'm probably going to go watch some of it again before I go to bed. <laughs> so um, anyways, my my prediction, what, well, I've read a lot of people's prediction uh-huh. is, I think it might be how they're going to work Allie back in, because she's a pediatric surgeon. Yeah. Miguel got hurt. I know, but I've also read that that really, she's in Colorado. 
They're in California. In the valley, in kind of, wouldn't that be like the LA area? Yeah, I'm trying to think of a way for her to get back there. I mean, unless she is like some exceptional pediatric surgeon with, you know, who does a very specialized procedure that's not available in that area. It's, that's possible. I don't know. I kind of think that's unlikely, but I mean, it's certainly, certainly possible. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that's what happens because otherwise I don't know why else she'd be coming. She's married to a plastic surgeon. Well, but we don't know how that is. I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, who knows if, would she be coming back for Johnny or? Who knows? Um, Daniel, because last I saw, Daniel's wife wasn't too happy she with him She wasn't happy either. with the whole situation, the whole no, fight. and she's been put off with him the last. Yeah. Yeah, so. Because he's been distracted, spending a lot of time with the karate studio and she's left to run the dealership like the four dealer they got like four dealerships or yeah something like that themselves she's running all that themselves all he is is fixated on the cobra kai obsession and yes obsessed himself. he's obsessed, very obsessed yes. with it so um there's lots of different reasons why ali could come well, back let's talk though about the little teaser that was put out for last i believe it was last year or earlier this year about season three and it shows a shot of Okinawa and Daniel sparring with somebody who's unseen in this. It looks like a, a dojo and he's mm-hmm. thrown to the, he's sparring with them. He gets thrown to the ground and they throw a sigh into the thing and mentions that Miyagi didn't tell him everything about his past. Mm-hmm. And I think the speculation online that that's actually going to be uh, chosen his nemesis mm-hmm. from Karate Kid Part 2. Mm-hmm. I really wish they wouldn't have went back to Okinawa. I know. And I'm kind of curious how they're going to work that in. I know a lot of other people are. Is what happens to make Daniel go to Okinawa? And a lot of the... There's there's all... You know, you can go down the rabbit hole on YouTube of watching videos um, from various people. Or just They do nothing but make videos about Cobra Kai and do research and look into everything to try to find any bit of information about what could happen. And there's, there's been some speculation that Robbie flees and runs to somehow finds out and goes to Okinawa, which I think is really far fetched myself. I honestly think, I think something big happens in Daniel's personal life. I think maybe him and his wife separate because of this. I think so too. And, or he just decides, Hey, you know what? I need, I need to get away. And he, or another speculation I've seen is maybe they've worked in, the, you know, Pat Morita, who played Mr. Miyagi, passed away a number of years ago, but they still kept his character in the show and mm-hmm. they reference his character all the time. So somebody actually speculated, well, maybe Sato from Karate Kid Part Two, his one-time friend, um, maybe he, pa- and the actor who plays that character actually passed away mm-hmm. as well. They're thinking possibly they could work him that character in saying that Daniel's going back there for a funeral because he's kind of, you know, basically Mr. Miyagi's representative. If you yeah, want to look at it that I way. I just I mean, really wish he wouldn't have went. I just don't, I'm not, I'm, but who I'm, knows? Hoping they, I'm hoping that I'm pleasantly surprised, but I'm not real thrilled about that storyline right now. I think there's plenty <laughs> for him to take care of back in the Valley, you know? Um, and, but I will tell you that, Season three, January 8th. 
Yes, yes. And Netflix, they've already picked up. See, they've, they've already signed up for season, season four. Season four, yeah. So there is a lot of Cobra Kai to come. Yes. Even though this one, I'm hoping doesn't disappoint me. I'm not real thrilled about the whole Okinawa storyline because yeah. there's lots of big mess going on in the valley. Yes. I hope they don't spend a whole lot. I want to spend a whole lot of time in Okinawa. I want to find out what goes on with Johnny, with Kreese, with Allie. There's so much yes. stuff back there. I want to, I'm not real thrilled about the whole Okinawa trip, but maybe. Well, and that's obviously going to play into it. I mean, I know. you know, there's, there's a lot of questions and unresolved things. We, it's safe to say that Miguel returns in some, in some capacity. Um, yeah. He's still at Comic-Con and everything. Yeah. And I mean, he's still in the series, but we, you know, is he going to be, crippled is he going to make a full recovery and how is that going to affect everything and who's he going to side with i don't think he'll have to side with anyone because i think they are going to have to join forces i think johnny johnny's going to come back i think johnny and daniel are going to have to join forces to get crease yeah. i think they are going to have to do something spectacular they're going to want to take down johnny is going to want to um He's going to be obsessed getting rid of Cobra Kai then, too. He's going to be... Or at least getting rid of Crease. Getting rid of Crease, yes. He's going yes. to be obsessed with it like Daniel is. Yes. He's, I think they're going to have to join together, be on the same side. And I almost think all of those moments that were in seasons one and two of them kind of having those moments where they bonded, like when... And they're predicting something. They're predicting something. And, they, you know, them both realizing that they're more alike than they realize... Mm -hmm. um, I've I've felt that same way once you know season two ended. I thought, well, maybe maybe that's the option. Maybe they have to join forces to defeat Cobra Kai. But if you do that, how does I mean how does that play out for the rest of you know beyond season three? You know, I don't, I don't think it's going to be. I don't think. <clears throat> and I've seen speculation both ways. Uh, some people say that Kreese is going to he's going to be done in. By the end of season three. I don't three. think so. I think, though, if if this is going to be a bigger... It's going to be more than a single season storyline, yeah. I think. Well, I don't know. As a personal person, he loves doing the show. Oh, yes. He's yeah. going to he's going to um, campaign all he can to stay in this. Because he was so excited when they signed him on for yeah. this. So, anyways. I don't know what else to talk about, really. I can talk about so much. I know. You know, I think some... The other, a few other bits of speculation, you know, they've they've talked about maybe delving into Crease's backstory a little bit more. I think we kind of mm. mentioned that earlier. Um, you know, how did Crease become who he is? I mean, we know he was he's a Vietnam veteran, and he's kind of briefly talked about some of the situations he was in, and we don't learn a whole lot of how he became skilled in karate how he learned right. how He's to such do a things good actor. yes because i just hate him when i watch it <laughs> you know i didn't really like it that i liked him so much in the interviews yeah kind of like when i used to watch walking dead oh yes jeffrey dean morgan yes negan okay well i love jeffrey dean morgan <laughs> i love i do love eddie a lot i know i'm saying i love all these other men but know. you know what i'm you know I what know. it's i know I love what you mean. But Jeffrey Dean Morgan, his smile, and he was just adorable in real life. He was so adorable, I could never hate him in Walking Dead. I loved him. He was killing. He was a mass murderer in Walking Dead. Yeah. I never hated him one bit just because, you know, so for someone to be 
Creese, I just can't stand him. And he's a very good actor. Yes. So, um, yeah, they're going to have to drag things out. Because, like I said, they've already committed to season four. Yeah. And um, it makes me happy. Yeah. Because, and one thing about, I love Netflix. Don't get me wrong. I adore that this is on Netflix so we can watch it. But one bad thing about, not bad really, but it, they we wait months for a season and then we watch it in two days and we're done. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, yes. oh my gosh, and that's good and bad the same way because we, we don't just do it normally. Well, I know, that's what we, <laughs> who does? I don't who paces know. themselves? Um, no, no one paces you know. themselves. I watched, oh gosh, I've watched The Office do twice. Yeah. Parks and Rec. I've watched Good Witch. Um, and mind you, we do the same thing when the new season of Stranger Things comes out. Oh gosh, yes. And I can rest assured we probably will have an episode about that. When yes. The new season comes and I don't out. know when, do we even know I when think that's coming it's, out? Do they put a release date? Oh, or? I thought it was next year sometime. It oh. probably is. He's this whole coronavirus <laughs> COVID thing has really upset me as far as the movie's entertainment because it's just and it's down it's gonna be the downfall of a lot of theaters yeah. and stuff too but that's hopefully they can persevere and get through it but um do you have anything else about Cobra Kai or we totally I think we've exhausted yeah. Cobra Kai <laughs> okay we are gonna take one more little break here Eddie and I and we will be back in just a moment. Well, once again, they're not taking a break. We are. We are, yeah. And then we will, there's a few more things I want to talk about. We will bid you farewell for this episode. Okay, we are back. Um, it's been so good to be back here in yeah. the studio again. Uh, we've gotten busy and we, I don't know, everybody like everybody else, you know, we've had our time at home. We are still playing things safe and um, hope you guys are too. Um it's just a crazy world we're in right now, and I'm hoping that we all get through this. You know, yes. it's, um, I know in the area we're in right now, we're probably as, it's as bad as it's been right yeah. now in this area. We finally hit our peak in this area, and um, a lot of people are having a rough time. Um, I have a family full of healthcare workers, and <laughs> they are worn out and stretched thin like everybody else right now. Um I just hope this finds everyone safe and healthy and happy, and we will get through this. Every day is a new day. Um, but I cannot, I got to talk about pickles for just a moment, just because oh, I promised dear. it. Yeah, I'm kind of curious too. Cause... Why are there so many pickle products? Okay. You pickle, pickle cotton candy, pickle lip balm, pickle flavored toothpicks, um, pickle potato chips. Um, well, I understand that. Okay. But everything. I've got a friend and she's addicted to pickle slushes. Okay. Ew. My grandpa used to drink pickle juice to settle upset stomachs. You ever heard that? Okay. Yep. No one realizes how, I mean, pickle gumballs. Okay. It's pickle the, candy. It's the new bacon. I know. On our first date <laughs> years ago, I brought him pickle gum. I mean, no, bacon, bacon gum. <laughs> and um, at the time, my um have some grown children they told me that i was going to probably ruin it with him because i took him bacon gum on our first date here we are nine years later yes. the pickle the bacon gum did not ruin anything so anyways i'm gonna tell you pickle products are here to stay and there's way too many of them it drives me crazy because i pick a lip balm in my purse but <laughs> if, if you love pickles like me 
get some famous Dave's um, pickle spears. They're at any local market, any local store. They are good. I'm not getting paid by famous Dave's by any means because, you know, we don't get paid by anyone. But famous Dave's pickles. You won't be sorry. And we are going to sign off here. We will be back in next week or two with more fun stuff. And I will keep an eye, follow us on Twitter, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I don't have a Facebook page, but we, yeah, don't, we, don't we don't need a Facebook page, but we are on Twitter and Instagram and give us a follow. And until then, this is Michelle and Eddie, Eddie signing off. Be safe, be sure and spay and neuter your pets and be careful, and we will talk to you soon. Have a good night.